0: We are ready kids <laughs> is my an instrument? Oh, oh, oh. hello and welcome to is is a podcast i am one of your hosts omar lopez and i'm joined with the new manager of the crusty crab to
1: josh hemo huge promotion
0: yeah i yeah. guess so
1: i feel like it is
0: yeah it's we'll but... see how long it lasts
1: <laughs> three days that's it tops three
0: days <laughs> Uh, to all our wonderful listeners happy new year
1: yeah happy um, new year happy christmas everything all the holidays
0: yeah new year new me same podcast i think is what what, this we're is what going you're going for. Up for yeah yeah um so if you're unfamiliar with this podcast if you are joining in for the first time i want to welcome you we talk about spongebob we go through each episode and we find little life lessons for all of you to learn but this week's a little different josh of course you know. I do. But, but we should tell our listeners, I think.
1: So too. instead of doing an uh, episode, jumping right into season four, uh, between season three and four, they released the SpongeBob movie. So that's uh okay. that's what we'll be covering today.
0: Yeah, we are doing the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Bom,
1: bom, bom.
0: Yeah, so uh it's gonna get a little crazy. Lot, it, a lot, a lot crazy. It was very nostalgic for me to watch this again. And like a lot of little moments that I I didn't realize I missed until I saw them again. Same. Like emotionally missed, not like missed like I didn't get the jokes. Cause emotionally missed. a lot of those. A lot of
1: stuff that I quoted in my mind that I was like, I don't remember. I don't know yeah. why I remember this, but my monkey brain does for some reason. The,
0: the subconscious mind is it, a wonderful thing. Exactly. All right. Well, let's hop on in. For those of you who have not seen the movie in a while, I'm going to give you guys a quick synopsis we're gonna do something different this year I'm feeling saucy Josh so I'm gonna do it straight off the dome Ooh,
1: it's gonna get crazy so, here we go
0: in a nutshell this movie is about Spongebob he decides to you see how I started off strong on mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. just about Spongebob it's about Spongebob and it's the opening of the Krusty Krab 2 and he thinks he's gonna be manager and it turns out he's not manager it's a really big blow to Spongebob's ego everyone calls him a kid and that's why he can't be manager and Plankton, super bummed out about this opening, decides to enact his final evil plan, Plan Z. So Plankton enacts this evil plan, stealing King Neptune's crown, and sure enough, blames Mr. Krabs, steals the formula, and SpongeBob and Patrick go on a wonderful hunt, slash adventure, slash life-changing, uh, what is it, coming of age? Coming of age, yep. Story. Uh, to return this crown so josh what's up where i want to start is less about the actual movie and more about do you remember where you were when the movie was announced and or when you went to go see the movie
1: uh i was gonna ask you that same question that's great uh i don't remember where i was when it was announced i do remember i was in the sixth grade i remember that because the reason i went to go see the movie is because it was the uh, uh summer i think uh between 6th and 7th grade that it came out or something like that mm-hmm. and i had gone with a, it was a uh i don't know if she was really like an ex-girlfriend we never really dated i don't know it was like a birthday situation for her uh <laughs> but we went to that and then uh went to Peter Piper right afterwards is how it was, oh, man. It was like, sounds like the perfect day. it was a great day
0: yeah you should uh, you should call her up yeah like hey remember that hot date we had this <laughs> movie no i don't even I don't really remember, which is kind of why I was afraid to bring this up, because I don't remember it as well. But I do remember the movie really well. So
1: Yeah, you're d- quite, you're good catching like some of those like deep cut quotes in there too when we are watching uh, it.
0: Oh yeah. Josh and I watched it together and uh did my usual um annoying thing where I list off every single <laughs> quote that my brain just happens to, to remember. Um it's a weird start to the movie because they start kind of like in this metaphysical like it's it's a little meta. They like hop out, and it's a bunch of pirates going to see the same movie that you're also there to see in the movie that you're watch. It's a mind.
1: What's surprising? It's like it's not patchy, right? That's what took me like aback when I watched it this time. I guess I don't remember yeah. it that well when I was a kid, but now I'm like patchy wasn't in this movie at all. Yeah. Which I, I wonder w- if
0: that's a budget thing.
1: I wonder. Maybe they couldn't. They have paid top- him to
0: be in the whole movie. <laughs>
1: Like they had like an off-brand Patchy who had like also had a par- parrot or whatever. As like that sounded
0: almost identical to the parrot that Patchy has. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was like, "What is this? Why don't you just give us Patchy for like a whole two seconds that these pirates are in the movie?"
0: Yeah, but um, one thing that it did remind me of of how is <laughs> surprisingly how excited I was when I was younger to see a completely different movie, uh, the Pokemon movie. I feel like oh. it came with the same energy that those pirates did. And, like, what I didn't know as a child, because I was dumb, is uh, my parents took me to watch, like, the the cheap theater that, like, gets the movies, like, six months, like, later or whatever. So, I got, like, that version, and I never got my Mewtwo card, or my Mew oh, card. Oh, no. So, it was a little bit of a bummer that way, but my parents are also broke, so I'm not going to blame them for that. A lot. <laughs> a little bit. But, um... I do like the sea shanty intro. It was
1: very different, but it was good different. I liked yeah. It. Yeah. Like
0: it. Like a lot of like Spongebob intro music that like I see covers of, I'm not super big fans of, but like this one just has like the right, it had like, it was grandiose, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And I think for like being the very first Spongebob board movie and like really, I would think it's like the first Spongebob experience outside of the series itself. Like, I don't really know if there's like a big video game or anything that came before this. It was nice to have like something different and like something new to start off right off the bat, you know.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what do we want to think about this? This opening scene that SpongeBob's like dream of being this manager and like basically like a bomb squad. Like <laughs> this, situation is like he comes in with on. such
1: like big energy. Like yeah, this is most confident I've ever seen SpongeBob. Right.
0: And like, I guess it makes it builds it. It builds up the moment very nicely when he doesn't get it because even his subconscious which Spongebob has always been known to not be even like in the first episode he's he's not confident that he's gonna get this job like he's just he's ready to do it right but he's not like ha- confident he's, about it yeah and this like Spongebob even his subconscious is like I'm down it's like, gonna he's happen like, he's like uh, I like how he says uh, say cheese and then like puts it on the, the <laughs> The whole thing was um,
1: funny. though. He's talking to the guy. He's like, "Tell me about your family. I want to hear about the family."
0: Yeah, he's like, and then he's like, "Get a hold of yourself, Eugene." He's talking to <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Uh, I just um, that brings me to my first lesson of this year: is keep calm under stressful situ- situations, which we've talked about before. But like this scene is the calm, cool, collected, confident SpongeBob. Is how I want to start my 2020. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then when we listen back to this uh, at the at the end of the year, we'll be like, "Wow, Omar really thought it was, was going to be a be good year."
1: Is a disaster. It brings me to like the first lesson I got to is like, if you have a problem going on, make sure you call on the right person to do the job. And that's like that's exactly what they did. They brought in the expert. Like SpongeBob comes in, even he has this big energy, but he does it right. He makes that patty perfect.
0: <laughs> and then, um, so one thing that always bugs me about secret ingredients and franchising is how do you like i know kfc i think they has like two separate bags of ingredients i think i've read before but like i don't know how that works like there's a little small town like a uh, snow cone place for lack of a better word um mm. in my hometown uh where i was born and i always wanted them to franchise out because i would love it cuz i think they would whoop eg's ass in, an, <laughs> in a contest but I also don't understand how do you like how do you keep something secret but also like franchise out to like a where a twelve year old not 12-year-old, a twelve year old a sixteen year old boy or girl could come in and just be like, Hey, uh, here's your sandwich. I don't know. That's <laughs> you know? a good
1: question. I mean, I guess the way I would imagine though, right, is that it's pre made. A lot of stuff has to be pre-made and so you don't like disclose any secret ingredient stuff. So like those patties whatever the meat or special ingredient is, is already mixed in when it delivers, right? And yeah,
0: but it is just next door, so they yeah, can just walk say, over. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was wondering, if he was next door, so does that mean, like, did he hire a whole other staff, or do you think it's just Squidward and SpongeBob running both stores?
0: I don't know. It's And that's, like, the biggest gripe I have with the whole opening, is not that it's next door, but it's just, like, who's working there? Right. <laughs> you know, who... Who mans it? Who does all like the like Squidward has to manage someone, right? With Spongebob like I think Mr. Krabs was planning on just sharing Spongebob between the two That's what I was thinking too. The two spaces. That seems like something he would do. But let's talk about Plankton and his uh <laughs> the alphabet, A to Y. Which for someone who went to college, he figured he would know that the full al- alphabet. Nah. Um, but one thing that he said that really like me up was when he tells Karen, um, about the, the marriage thing where he's like, oh yeah, where you agreed to marry me. And she's like, I, I didn't agree. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he pulls out that file, do you think lemon scented is an evil scent?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. I don't I've think always it's thought I of it as like clean. Yeah. I like, like lemon scented. Yeah, it's things. like, Pine like Sol. I think of people like, yeah. Pine Sol, right? all that stuff. Yeah. But I think you may do you think that he has, a, a like, a different scent per file, too? Like, that's another part of his filing system, is that, like, the A's have a different scent than, like, the B's.
0: I mean, he only has one eye, so if he got poked, he would be.
1: Yeah, he had to, he had to protect it, so he had to, he had to scent everything. <laughs> Speaking of
0: Plankton, when SpongeBob just fucking, like, sta- steps on him and scrapes him against the ground, I would have just given up by then. <laughs> Plan Z or not, I would have been like, this is the end of,
1: of my life you gotta imagine how often does that happen to him though we see him time and time again like it stepped on and crushed but like this was so graphic that he's like literally gets scraped and him just like screaming as he's being scraped across the pavement i was like this is awful this poor guy
0: and then the actual like ceremony one of my favorite jokes in that whole part is where he's one he has like this internal monologue and then he goes up and write the whole joke but just the fact that he's just like And I'm saying everything into the microphone, phone, phone, phone. And there was no echo the entire time. But then he's just like, when he's saying those like embarrassing words into the microphone, it just like cracks me up because it's such a simple joke, but it like, it's, it happens. It hits hard. Yeah. (laughs) It happens a lot too. It's like people like step off stage. They think they're not mic'd anymore. And it's like, Oh, there it is. is. There's there's everyone real thoughts. Everyone
1: heard you. Speaking of that ceremony, like something that I didn't pick up before when I watched it, except uh, this time, uh, when Mr. Krabs is like, I right, charged everyone to get in and stuff. Uh, Sandy got charged $10 instead of $9. Do you think that's like a little bit of like uh, some Mr. Krabs racism that we've talked about in the past there?
0: Well, didn't Mrs. Puff get $9?
1: She got charged $9, but Sandy got charged 10
0: yeah, so it it could be multiple things. So I like to think that Mr. Crab still has a crush on Mrs. Puff. Ah. Uh, so it's like a cheaper, a cheaper like oh, her and I used to bump uglies mm, kind of discount. Mm. Um, but it also could just be straight up r- racism, or just you know luck of the draw. Sometimes like, he uh, just picks
1: you, a random number in his head. He's like, you'll do eleven, you'll do ten, you'll do.
0: <laughs> or like, um, I remember there's a game like CoolMath.com or something. <laughs> Where it was like you ran a lemonade stand where you oh, just yeah. like you raised the price by like ten cents and no one wants to buy it, but then if it's just like five cents lower, maybe he was trying to price out his audience. That's true. You there you go. I figured out. I mean that
1: happens on Rollercoaster Tycoon. You have yeah. to like you start increasing the prices and everyone else in the line now is paying one dollar more than that person in front of them.
0: All right. So quick question: Do you think uh, out of all the insults that SpongeBob is called a dork, a goofball, a dingaling, a wingnut, or a knucklehead, mixed Bazitron, which one would you feel most offended if someone yelled at you like on the street? Like if you were in New York, someone bumped in you or you bumped into someone and they yelled one of those things at you, which one do you think would be like the heartbreaker?
1: Hmm. I feel like dork probably hits the hardest because the other ones like goofball or dingling or wingnut are like things that you don't really hear. You know, if someone yelled like knucklehead mixed bazitron, like I'm not even going to give that person the time of day, right? I just like what <laughs>
0: See, I'm in the I'm in the opposite. I think if someone like if I walked down the street and you know, Spongebob wasn't a thing and someone just ran into me and it was just like, Get the fuck out of my way, you knucklehead mixpazotron. Like that would make me stop, you know? That would wreck like my whole mental world because in that moment I'd be like, What did you just say to me?
1: That's why I'm s I'm I am i am i do not know. I feel like the way I've gonna kinda of stem to New York, if someone's gonna say something crazy, I'm not engaging with that person. That makes me wanna leave that situation faster, right? So <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a good insult. Cause I'd be like, oh God, what, what happened? What what has this person been through that they've they've thrown out every cuss word and insult in the dictionary out the window, and they were just like, This is what I'm gonna do.
1: Maybe you should try that. Like next time you're walking through Midtown and like a tourist runs into you, you're like, watch you we go and knucklehead McSpacitron.
0: Yeah, say it in like nice deep voice like that, yeah. salty spittoon style. <laughs> um so I I don't think we can leave this moment without talking about Patrick's cheeks. Oh, um, oh God! <laughs> the control in those cheeks holding that flag, yeah. and also the commitment. It oh, was yeah. a little late though.
1: No, as like a best friend thing to do, like that was incredible for him to like fly in naked with a freaking flag in his ass, like ready to go and everything. Like that is some love dedication that you know you aspire to one day to have like that for someone right
0: <laughs> yeah i don't think like I'd, I'd be able to do that no or or i don't know i think if someone did that for me like i think it, i would take it like as a kindness you know <laughs> how else like could my, you take it at my wedding <laughs> yeah someone flies, flies in with so. a flag in there
1: <laughs> yeah uh but i love the moment like as soon as spongebob doesn't get the promotion and he's like going home and walking away he's like i'm ready depression, depression. <laughs> i'm ready depression I, also,
0: <laughs> I love how they they wing they like move that into basically like a, a bender but like in a bender that children would understand where it's like all ice cream based oh yeah Which, to be honest when i have a <laughs> bender that's how i binge on dairy as well food yeah except my i'm usually not like hungover quote-unquote from ice cream
1: <laughs> do you like go to like a Chuck E. cheese and get <laughs> up like that there too because that's a, that's so <laughs> good yeah. that was the his equivalent right a goofy goober uh is basically Chuck E. cheese right yeah
0: Chuck E. cheese peter piper it's still rough that's
1: all it is yeah i've definitely been drunken a peter piper before but like nothing to compare to like what spongebob was going through it was like dancing yeah, and sh- with you're the... on stage yeah. you're on
0: stage with a talking peanut yeah exactly <laughs>
1: It was wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, something interesting in this episode and this, like, entire uh movie is that we get, like, actually get to see King Neptune and a little bit about him. Uh, yeah, and-, and I
0: still don't understand the, I guess, the monarchy that exists. I don't know what it is. Is it, like, in Britain where it's, like, more for show? I don't know. Maybe.
1: That's what I don't really get it either because, like, what else does he do, Right.
0: Yeah, I guess could like the queen just straight up like go up to someone and be like you're annoying me. <laughs> you know, I mean she has some pull they in have the government. Some power.
1: I don't know. Got to watch The Crown and see what it says. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I got to go Google. I got to read more up on this old Meghan Markle and all the other crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Mindy just being like the the biggest sweetheart slash Scarlett Johansson's voice, which I think Josh and I were saying that or Josh, we were wondering if that was her for the first like her big role, her first big role. Well, like I, I know she had done other stuff as like a kid.
1: Yeah, but like so. as an adult, like I don't remember her being like a household name when this came out. Like I definitely think I knew of her.
0: Yeah.
1: Let me see. So this movie came out in two thousand three, and so she had done prior to the SpongeBob movie. Uh, nothing. Yeah, none of these movies look familiar to me. Home Alone 3, I guess. She was a kid in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, was there another one where she's like, cause she, how old? I don't know how old. Don't you don't know. have to go how yeah. old, old she would have been, but...
1: But like none of these eight-legged freaks, maybe, if you go that far, if you were into that. What
0: I think what's crazy is that she was also a person of color in this one, too. Yeah. <laughs> she's a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the fact that she believes in SpongeBob and Patrick is pretty... It's pretty wild that Mindy let that happen. You know
1: what's always crazy to me though is just how often SpongeBob and Patrick get like underestimated in mm-hmm. everything they ever do. And it's just like this how long has has this been going on, right? That every time they go off and do something, they're always like, "Ah, it's SpongeBob and Patrick. They won't be able to do it." Like that's crazy to me to be to be underestimated that often. Like your confidence must take a hit every time, right?
0: Yeah. And then like also in this one you're you're really thinking of the of the movie or you're really thinking of SpongeBob in terms of the entire seasons that you've watched. Yeah. And I like how they brought back certain like goofs like Patrick being really bad at negotiating, like having 10 days but then negotiating down to 6, but like it is interesting that like they chose to ignore other I guess milestones that they might have already
1: established. Achieved. It's yeah. it's interesting too because like as I read that originally that the movie was supposed to be the end of the series. Like this was supposed to be the series like finale. Yeah. Which is wild to me because I can't imagine SpongeBob ending on like on this movie. Like now like me as like present day Josh would can't even picture that in my head.
0: Yeah. Cause it like, I mean it does have a really nice satisfying ending, which we'll talk about later, but like it's not like it doesn't feel like I've, i've wrapped up all the other emotional arcs
1: yeah like everything that we've brought up like everything that we've gone over in the past three seasons this movie i don't think does justice to everything for it you know it's a good movie but
0: yeah and i I really like that like mindy is basically like the opposite like mindy is like the support and the love right if we consider like spongebob versus plankton like, Mindy is, like, it's Mindy versus Dennis, which, mm-hmm. like, is Plankton's champion, I guess you would say. Um, and Dennis is freaking scary. He is terrifying. He's a scary dude. And, like, and he just straight up, like, murders those um those gas station <laughs> attendants. Yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, I was laughing so hard when, um after the gas station attendants make their jokes, but when SpongeBob and Patrick cross the line, they get robbed or whatever, and then they start laughing. Oh, no. I'm trying to remember the exact moment. I forgot who was laughing, but I think it was the gas station attendants when they're laughing so hard. Like, their asses are, like, slapping against the, like, the car. Yeah. He's like, one's twerking on the other, basically, <laughs> is what I saw. But um, that whole, like, oh, you won't even last 10 seconds over there. And then they're, like, so happy that they lasted 12 and they just left. It's just, it's so perfect for their characters.
1: Yeah. It is really good. I was like like the whole sequence with that and the introduction of the paddy wagon was super yeah. great too especially since like there's this old build up that Spongebob can't drive and it's always been that way and suddenly he's in a hamburger and he's like flooring it like a freaking drag racer
0: and his little outfit his little scarf yeah. and his sunglasses and everything like that but uh bef- before we hop into the bubble break what what do you think it runs on mustard or ketchup
1: that's a good question that's what I was wondering Maybe it's a little bit of both, you know. You mix a little bit of both, and that's what makes it go crazy, you know. Or it's go mayo faster. or something. Yeah, this it's like some secret sauce. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Secret sauce. It's a secret I like sauce. That. <laughs> it's our first bubble break of 2020 of the new decade. Woo!
0: 2020 the roaring 20s. The
1: roaring 20s.
0: Not roaring, the like the racist one, like the the roaring yeah, the emo one. The
1: emo one. That's the only one that matters.
0: The emo scene could one.
1: <laughs> um so since it's like a brand new decade, brand new us, brand new everything, I just wanted to hear a little bit about like how why you're feeling about this new year. What are you looking forward to? You got any big plans? Um you want to I... share with everyone?
0: yeah uh, for me um one big thing that i saw that like on i saw a couple of people tweeting for the new year where it's like time is arbitrary like just because it's a new year doesn't mean to diff- make a difference but i think it's nice to have like a break like a again just a measurement so you can be like hey this is how i'm start this is how i'm gonna end and for me the biggest thing this year is i'm very comfortable where i am financially obviously i always would like more money capitalism is a horrible place, and I have to participate. Um, <laughs> but I would like to use some of my extra cash that I have to get more creative things. Ooh,
1: nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to
0: get some creative projects done. A shot, a short film um, for a friend. Uh, Franco, shout out if you're listening. Probably not. But either way, uh, that was fun because I got to stretch my my more um, more skilled lighting Mind, I guess, if that makes any sense, and uh just yeah actually thinking I,
1: outside the box, using that noodle,
0: yeah, I got an ipad, I got myself an iPad for Christmas, so I'm hoping to to start drawing more. um no one's gonna see those drawings until they're really good, uh but hopefully that is by the end of the year, this is a really good thing, <laughs> um also guitar, trying to pick that back up again. uh, shout out to Dan for giving me their guitar. And my, also my other friend, Serena, were also giving me their guitar. It was a very fruitful year for me. Yeah, <laughs> I just got random gifts at the very end. But the most thing, the thing I'm most excited for, Josh, is I bought a, I got a drill for Christmas. I'm gonna buy those brush attachments and those. My shower will never be cleaner. You know what I'm saying? How wholesome! It, it's gonna be the cleanest shower <laughs> of 2020 as soon as I buy those drill attachments. You're also starting. But what about you? What uh, plans you got?
1: Uh. I feel like twenty twenty. I always told myself like this whole decade. I think my resolution for last year or my idea for twenty nineteen was to like set up something for the next decade, and mm-hmm. so for like being in twenty twenty, like I feel like twenty nineteen was had a lot of ups and a lot of downs for me, and a lot of like there's some good stuff and some bad stuff. Um, but I think I really want to focus on what is gonna make me progress as a person and then like includes like create like you're saying like creative projects and stuff but i want to focus on like finding work that makes like makes me happy instead of just doing the same like musical theater crap all the time or like (laughs) (laughs) or like trying you know trying different stuff i don't know just trying to find outlets that are different i suppose um stretch those
0: lighting muscles
1: uh, yeah, even that, are like, creative stuff, because I think, like, even if I have to always talk about, like, maybe not staying in theater, so if I want to make a change, like, I want to do that sooner than later, so if this is going to be the year to start thinking about that, I want to try to find ways to make that transition eventually, or, you know, something like that.
0: Yeah. So if you, if anyone sees us in the street, or just remembers these resolutions, like, I don't want to call them resolutions. That nah. feels like too basic on the new year. They're goals. They're, yeah. They're just goals. Not really aspirations. Like, I feel like a resolution is like, oh, January 1st, we're starting, you know? Yeah. But like, I feel like goals is just like revisiting them. So if anyone sees us in the street or just thinks about these these goals that we set out, shoot us a text. Be like, hey, uh, Omar, have you done anything cool lately? And then maybe I'll be like, yeah, I have. Or no, I haven't. I should start <laughs> drawing again. You know, I need Hold sometimes us to I it. need a little kick in the butt. Yeah. I'm not very uh I'm not good at self motivating. That's why I just tell people everything that I'm going to be doing. So hopefully every now and then they say, So, uh, how's that New York thing? And then I go, Oh yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm that, still right? here. Yeah. I'm still I'm still doing that. You know? And I feel like that helps. It helps to have like obviously I don't want anyone. Text me every single day and like have you done your drawing exercises today i don't want anything like that but
1: nice check-in just to see how things are going see how yeah see if we're actually holding to these goals making beta changes for ourselves
0: i'll check in on you josh you check in on me and then hopefully everyone else on the podcast will check in on both of us perfect just a random uh fan email that says hey (laughs) how's it going you guys doing
1: your how your goals yeah
0: nothing about the podcast like podcast is doing well no it's just say how are those goals coming along
1: all right we're gonna jump right back in uh so to start off with i just want to ask you omar um yes. do you think that the uh thug tug is a good name for a bar
0: oh that was the first thing literally josh i have all my notes and i started like you know a second half for the second half of the podcast and the first thing it says is thug tug sounds sexual it does right <laughs> it's it literally it sounds like a gay bar but like poorly named because
1: or like good or thug, like it's a good name Thug is not really
0: a, like a thug is not really a pc term to be using mm-hmm. but i think if there was like a, literally a bar in new york called the thug tug it would be like a hot spot oh yeah because it just for me it just screams like some type of like sex bar situation. It doesn't have to be gay, but for me, it it, it feels like a biker like tough edgy sex bar. bar.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but also like a swinger's thing. Uh I think it's just the word tug.
1: Yeah, no I think if it was anything else like it would have been fine, but because tug, it was tug. Yeah. Tug
0: shack. <laughs> you know, but, I mean like, like that. in it the context of
1: this it makes sense like it's in like a little tugboat whatever, but still like in my adult mind I'm seeing that as like immediately as like oh This is definitely a sexual reference right here.
0: That could be like a porno title. Oh yeah. Thug Tug (laughs) 2. You know, I don't know. But, uh, I love the whole, like the bubble blowing bubble babies, like how everyone in the bar knows that. And I don't imagine a lot of bars that that is the, the case. Like how often are these people there that they know that like, that's the rules and they know how to recite it from the, from beginning to end maybe they're
1: all part of like the same like biker gang and that's why you know Mm -hmm. and like i wonder who owns the thug tug that's a good question i don't know which one of those fish (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is like is in charge of it all is
0: i guess maybe the the guy who gets punched into the air by dennis have you
1: ever have you ever like uh gone to or seen a bar like that that's like you're like oh this is kind of sketchy like i don't know if i want to be in here and like Stay away. In
0: Sera Cer- Vista, uh, uh, there's a bar that I used to think was like that. And like being older now, well, it doesn't exist anymore, but like seeing it, I'm like, eh. But there are bars where I I think you would know pretty quickly. But I, I don't know. I think maybe it's just because New York has desensitized me. Because like when I see a bar like that now, I do think like this is a queer space for like cooler people who wear leather jackets who are a lot more attractive than I will ever be. Like, to go there. I don't think there's a lot of, like, biker-esque bars that I've experienced in New York. Mm-mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, no. where I walk in and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get the beat out of me here. I mean, I don't belong here. Yeah. I'm to leave.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely dive bars, but nothing like nothing like that. I definitely yeah, like... Like,
0: even Tucson dive bars are like, or don't feel like that.
1: No. I, don't mm-hmm. think. I mean, and growing up in Tucson, I always thought, like, the Surly Wench was something like that. Until I yeah. like was in college and when I was like, this is nothing. This is not bad at all.
0: <laughs> it's just an edgy bar. It's just
1: an edgy bar with some burlesque every once in a while.
0: Um, Can we talk about Squidward's epiphany that he had that he just totally fucked up? Where he's like, he basically found out all of Plankton's plans, because he listened to public radio, which, shout out to public radio, uh, but... <laughs> Where he's just like, you mess with my paycheck, and I can't tell you how often, like, I feel like employees don't give a fuck about what's going on until it it with their bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially as like a, a like a freelancer, like I don't give a crap what like my coworkers do really, as long as it like by the end of the day I'm still getting paid and I'm getting I'm gonna have future money, you know, coming with me. But I do like that. Uh, in that moment too they're always also talking about plankton's stubby little paws and he's just like he just stares at his hands and like the look <laughs> of that frame is just like i love it so much because he's just literally just the deadest expression in his eye where he's just like straight up looking at his his little paws and he like you could tell in that moment he's really thinking about nothing else it's it's great animation in my opinion it's just
1: like you can see all his insecurity in that one face (laughs) yeah
0: because he does it twice they do it twice to him and he just looks at it and it's just like oh god
1: i feel like if anything like what this has taught me is that for patrick or i'm sorry for uh what it's taught me is that for plankton like i think being called small and stubby is what's pushed him over the edge so much because out of like Mm -hmm. anything that we've ever seen plankton in like this is the probably the most like evil and villainous i've ever seen him like he's like real over the edge in this in this movie i feel like
0: oh yeah i mean it's it's plan z it's the last it's the last last one yeah
1: but like i feel like that's what probably pushed him like more than this rivalry with mr Krabs. but being called small and stubby all the time being stepped on like it's just made him go crazy it's his like backstory
0: (laughs) yeah it's like the little things that build up the
1: little things
0: I didn't watch I didn't watch Joker, but I'm sure it's the same plot.
1: Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, um, what would you do with a bunch of mind control or a mind control army?
0: I don't know. A lot of it's just like I don't think it's my bag. Yeah. Like the mind control ar- army would have to be very specific. Like I wouldn't get a bunch of good people to like fight for me for anything. Mm-hmm. But if I had a mind control army of all bad people, like maybe they just jump off a cliff or something. Oh, but, okay. I don't know but
1: like we make a bunch of statues of yourself <laughs> yeah,
0: like I don't think I want that you know yeah I don't know and then like anything else feels like too weird it feels like I've took taken too much humanity out of them you know and maybe that's why I'm uncomfortable with having Siri and Alexa on my phone that's fair like, like I'm asking them to do too much yeah
1: yeah <laughs>
0: um I do like the shift there's a huge shift in tone and lighting once those helmets come on and it's I think from an animation standpoint, very pretty. It's just like, everything's like all like that, like monotone like greenish here. Yeah. And,
1: and, and very I very dramatic was cool. and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like the animation in, in this, and that's what I'm something I noticed right off the bat, especially when they just like jump right into Bikini bottom was like mm-hmm. much like, I know it's the movie, but I like the, the art style is much more detailed and vibrant. and crisp. Which, yeah. Yeah. Crisp. It was like really pretty to look at, you know, And, like, all their movement was so clean and everything. And I think that's, like, if this was to be their, like, last hurrah or whatever it was supposed to be, it was, like, I think that it would have been good for them, you know? It was, that part of it would have been good. It's just, like, it was a nice show of the artistry of Spongebob. Speaking of
0: a nice show of the artistry, the the moment that I completely forgot about going back into this movie, because when I was watching this movie, I was, like, there's a lot of moments I'm excited to watch again. But that freaky, free ice cream cat, uh, mr like, whiskers there's a, yeah there's a creepy lady which is also kind of freaky when he bite like bites off her arm that part always freaks me out but like the cat and it's like meow and it's all veiny and it's yeah it's, gross. <laughs> it's like, so gross what part
1: of the monster is that it's like a second tongue like what is that i don't know i don't want to know <laughs>
0: like a fork tongue maybe yeah <laughs> um but uh, it brings me to like this next point that i wanted to bring up was the expansion of bikini bottom is a lot more dystopian than i ever imagined and i wonder if the creators when they thought of it they're like oh yeah like the rest of the sea is like it kind of reminds me like finding nemo like finding nemo like the coral reef is so pretty and nice and happy and anything out of that is like hell yeah right and the same thing with like bikini bottom it's like nice and happy and like we've seen it with rock bottom before but like everything outside of this is horrifying
1: yeah and that's what i kind of like it's it's like a weird like there's like a a pseudo lesson underneath this movie and it like has to do with like human interaction with like sea creatures and the environment and stuff because as they do get closer to shell city which is their goal which is like the mainland and like the main beach or whatever um everything becomes a little bit more polluted and dirty and like the the creatures get a little bit more deformed and everything and that's what you kind of see and it's like it is interesting to see all that and how they develop the universe like that. Cause it's the same thing with like finding Nemo, like as they get closer and closer to like Sydney, like things are a lot more dirtier and gross in the sea.
0: Yeah. I didn't really think about it that way. I do like, it makes a lot more sense. You're closer to land. You're closer to pollution, the the disgusting human beings that inhabit (laughs) this earth. Uh, But also uh, don't take free ice cream from strangers. Unless you know who they are. I don't know. Just be be smart smart about about it. it. Yeah. Because I know someone walked up to me like, hey, you want some free ice cream? Or you'd be like,
1: like, better, like, check your surroundings. Like, if there's someone offering you free ice cream and there's a bunch of, like, skulls everywhere, maybe it's not the best place to be, you know? Unless it's a a biker bar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like the whole, like, I don't think it was a Star Wars reference, but when the fish eats the bigger fish, I was like, this is, like, phantom menace like there's always oh, a bigger yeah. fish kind of situation
0: oh yes <laughs> i like that let's talk about our our again our girl mindy just flying on in that that strong woman of color <laughs> uh voiced by scarlett johansson uh <laughs> um first of all we didn't talk about it in the first half but patrick is so thirsty for mindy and it's uncomfortable but like still kind of funny like I was having a hard time because like even with like my twenty twenty sensibilities I'm like this is sexual harassment, but like I kind of also see it with like a kid's lens where it's just like yeah this is just like a he's just got the biggest crush on her. Part of
1: when she showed up he was running away and he trips over because he has pants down because they were showing his like goofy goober goofy underwear, goober. <laughs> peanut <laughs> party underwear. Yeah, and she's he he had pulled his pants back up before she gets there. He's like I was just in my underwear. Did you see that? And she's like no. He's like. Do you wanna do You want to yeah i was like oh wow i don't like that <laughs> yeah as a
0: as a child i thought of it as like oh he's just trying to show off the, the kind of cool underwear he he thinks he's got but i don't know now it's just creepy <laughs> um do you think facial hair makes you stronger uh no you're you're someone who has facial hair yeah. more often than than not yeah so you don't think it makes you uh more powerful in any way
1: uh I guess it makes me look less like an idiot. I hate, I hate how my face looks when I'm shaved. So I guess in that way, there's like, there is. I guess in that way, there is some power to facial hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, but no, I don't think it gives me like any like plus to my strength.
0: (laughs) Uh, Later on, after uh, we're not, I'm not gonna skip over the whole now that we're men thing. But later on, when Dennis. Uh, grows his own mustache instantly is there any body hair that you wish you could grow instantly
1: no maybe like head hair
0: like a long like you just yeah throw a rapunzel mane
1: yeah real well quick. as i'm getting older i have noticed like i'm balding a bit too so i'm like i wish i could it. It's thinning reverse it's thinning josh mm, it's different i don't know about that <laughs> i've seen my cousins and my uncles and it doesn't look hopeful so but uh but no it's like that's it. That. but i was thinking about that i was like i don't think there's any other part of my body that i wish that would like just puff a tough of hair out you know
0: I got I want extra booty crack hair, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but instant instant booty crack hair to protect me from the from the wilderness
1: oh okay is that is that what it's for? so when you're naked and afraid, like your exactly. booty crack is like that would be the only situation, like naked and afraid if I can like grow some extra body hair, protect myself everywhere from s- the sun,
0: <laughs> yeah, then we'll be real men I'm naked and afraid. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about this now that we're men, which is such a bop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a good song, and like, I was surprised how much I knew, and also by how much I didn't know. I thought I really knew the song better, but there's like a lot of little things that I didn't catch either. Well, there's like yeah, but, it's just a
1: lot of like in not even it's not the chorus, but like all the like little verses, the, like different parts they put in. And that was what I was like, oh, I don't remember that like clever little like bit of it, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, that whole like uh slapping thing it just reminded me of that TikTok that i saw recently of like two friends like doing the the whole reenacting the whole slapping thing which i i would love to see that in person does that make sense like not with like the audio from the movie i want to hear a real version of it
1: we were talking about throughout the movie like all the different cosplays that you could possibly do for uh like comic-con stuff like that So maybe that's 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 what that's the way to go is to master that and then perform that. And that's how you get you get Comic-Con famous.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Go someone. This is a free idea. Go out. Videotape yourself doing the exact like no dubbing, no anything. Just I want to hear it. I want someone to write it out like a composer writes out (laughs) percussion notes and I want it to be slaps like that. And I'm sure there's someone who can do it. And I believe in them. It's just two friends. Maybe maybe we'll do that for twenty twenty. We'll see. That's a lot. That's a lot of dedication. (laughs) It's it's too much. My
1: entire body's bruised by the end of all that.
0: (laughs) They're real fucked up to those monsters in the end, though. They are. They are like even the hideous, disgusting monsters, and all of them are sad. I know.
1: I just feel bad for them.
0: For me, was the lesson of words hurt, so use them wisely. (laughs) Um, so let's talk about this cyclops. Mm -hmm.
1: It's real. I got like huge Scooby Doo villain vibes from the Cyclops, right? I'm pretty uh-huh. sure there was like a uh, uh, scuba diver situation that was in Scooby Doo that looked exactly like this.
0: Yeah, with a glowing uh, eye eye hole. Yeah. Also, like, what time period is this set in? That days- David Hasselhoff and this old school sub- uh <laughs> in the a scuba diver exists in the same <laughs> space. Um. But what did you think of the Alexander bell? I appreciate that more now as an adult, I think.
1: I think it was pretty, that was pretty funny. I feel like that whole, I feel like I see less and less like weird animal tchotchke shops like that, where they're just like Mm -hmm. uh, things that are like dehydrated and whatever. Because I feel like you used to see that in Arizona with like lizards and bugs and stuff, but I don't really see Mm -hmm. that anymore.
0: Yeah, Uh, I think maybe it's, maybe it's our, our animal friendly great. movement. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We're already killing the earth. We don't need to like dehydrate these poor things.
0: Yeah, I don't need a puffer sh- puffer fish lamp or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so- um I really do like in that scene though the great mix of animation and realistic light. Like I feel like it's such a I don't know, like everyone talks about like um Who Framed Roger Rabbit as like the best mix of like traditional animation and that. And I feel like not a lot of cartoons do realistic backgrounds with animation in front of it. Mm -mm. I think Gumball does it, but I've never really watched that show. But like, for me, in that moment, I thought it was done really well. It didn't really feel like it was completely like... Sometimes it feels like separate. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, especially like... like It feels like there's like a layer of Realism yeah, and especially fitness. like
1: nowadays, I feel like when I see animated stuff mixed with like live action stuff, it's all animated, right? It's all 3D generated stuff. So what was nice about this, it was like hand drawing, it wore hand drawing art in in, yeah. in a uh, live action universe, which also worked in a really well, a really good storytelling element. Like all the animals when they got rehydrated, like mm-hmm. then became alive and were animated, like animated in the art style, which I thought was really, really cool to see that kind of storytelling.
0: Um, I want to take a moment to talk about the saddest moment in cinematic history. Uh, the Goofy Goober song that they sing as as they're about to literally die, which I remember as a kid. Definitely, I thought they were gonna yeah. die. They pulled like a fucking Pokemon movie, Ash Ketchum, bullshit on us again, and it worked. And that's another it's- thing. I was like, I was definitely old enough that I'd seen both those movies, and it's i still got.
1: So it's always the powers of tears right it saved them same thing in pokemon movie was the pokemon tears that came together (laughs) um but it was that is such a like heartwarming moment like they are so like they're at such a low at that moment they're like we failed and didn't do this but they're like you know we made it to shell city we made we accomplished this and that was like a big lesson for me out of this is like sometimes it's good to just like take stock of everything you've accomplished because i know Mm -hmm. like personally i get in really like self destructive bubbles because depression's real anxiety's real and mm-hmm. like sometimes you're just like man i am struggling everything sucks like i'm not making what i want to make and then sometimes you just got to take stock because you're just like damn i have co- actually have come really far you know
0: yeah you're existing in new york you're like you got to look at all the small wins that you that you made along the way and then also like going back to mindy is like one of the things i i quote all the time and no one really notices it's just like you just gotta believe and it's like such a cheesy and stupid thing to say but it like honestly sometimes it's just good to lean into that just be like you just gotta believe that everything's gonna work out
1: yeah it's all a matter of like mindset honestly like some of the people who like most like downtrodden and like crappy situation people like they're happy and they like they put on optimistic attitude and they make it through it and then then, like that's that's what it means like to believe like no matter how situation is like you still can come out of it you know
0: uh let's talk about our savior of the of the movie david hasselhoff
1: what a weird thing to throw into a kid's movie though right like yeah i like that was definitely a joke for the adults, adults yeah
0: um but
1: everything about everything about it is so weird yeah because like even when when he does save him and whatever like i have like multiple questions like how is he propelling through the water right his hands his feet aren't moving so i'm just like what other appendage is like propelling him through that you know uh (laughs) and then
0: like another thing that's crazy is that there is at like a recorded like replica of david hasselhoff that he owns like for, that they made for that movie yeah i'm dead serious that exists you you need to look it up if you haven't seen it it's a really weird looking i think he was gonna auction it off i don't think he ever did but it was one of those things like he he owns it he owns he has it in his, i'm assuming some storage. they, they made a replica garage.
1: special for this movie
0: yeah so wow. that we, that's it, what it's
1: like that's wild like what, for this weird joke this one joke in this entire movie you would make a replica i don't know whatever
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know if it was honestly it was probably like a price thing it's probably cheaper at the time to have a fake Hasslehoff than the real, real hasselhoff onset. it's
1: always and it's so funny like when you look at the fight scene between spongebob and patrick and dennis like the shots are like of his butt or random parts of his leg and so i was like how how do you do that that's his so heel or yeah whatever. can you just imagine um,
0: my favorite moment though is definitely the titty cannon yeah where he's just like the control <laughs> like, and that is such like a solid joke and especially like Coming from like football and everything, like I remember when people would be like, Oh yeah, look, I can make my titties dance. You, like, like, text like pop it's or like whatever. A, a muscular person like gimmick mm-hmm. is to make your, your titties dance. <laughs> and I love it. So let's talk about this finale. Barely they barely make it thanks to the the power of the titty cannon. Um uh, and then Plankton was prepared the entire time, drops a big ass helmet on King Neptune. And uh I always
1: have a plan like Z plus, because that's what I would figure that was right. Like he already had yeah. the whole plan, but he had to think about that like la- helmet later on, right? So <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but that also when they reflect, like the the what's it called the laser that or the fire, I guess fire bolt situation yeah. that King Neptune does it fries David Hasselhoff. So how powerful is King Neptune? Like, well, he didn't kill him, but he he crisped him up. You know, he like cartoon killed. <laughs> you know he
1: took half damage on that dex roll yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> way to nerd out josh <laughs> jesus just kidding <laughs> but he does say it's the wizard who saved us yeah. so it kind of works yeah out. there you go but uh the i'm a goofy goober twisted sister like
1: oh yeah mix
0: is again a perfect example of that spongebob godlike power because he had that in his back pocket the entire time and somehow now decides to use it.
1: I think he just like it came into his own, right? That's the whole story. He's come into his own. He finally realized that he had the power all along, which was like a small lesson I got right before this because Plankton, like, lets the hero have an entire, like, speech. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you're a villain or a hero or no matter what, like, don't let the person have a speech. It's never going to end well for you or <laughs> ever. Although.
0: Plankton did have wonderful moments in that scene. He gets the slow clap, which I think is great. And then he's like, uh, I'll be quite dry under my umbrella. And then like pulls out the the gauntlet. And then one that I think is definitely aimed at the adults where she's like, daddy, no. And he's like, daddy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Just goes for it. Love it. I love it. And then just, again, one of the best moments, like, Looking back at it, I'm like, this moment it hits so hard. Just him playing rock and roll, zapping people with lasers. It doesn't make, it's like the perfect way I want a children's movie to end. Like, it doesn't make any f- sense. It just works. Just
1: goes wild. Like, everything that happens, Like he becomes a wizard, he's like claymation. And I think the most wild part of it all is Patrick with those freaking fishnet stockings and those, like, boots. I'm like, holy shit.
0: <laughs> And they're like, where's Spongebob? And he's like, I'm up here. And then he's like, I got it. And he just like walks over with his fucking heels and shit. Is hilarious. You know, good
1: for Patrick though, for being able to walk in those. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> it's first 2020 wombo lesson.
0: Woo woo, Wumbo lesson. It's
1: baby. Be good two, zero, one.
0: Two, zero uh oh do you want me to go first so you can start stealing yeah start just, start your year off right. no no no
1: okay i'm not 2020 resolution for the podcast right here josh Hima will not steal anyone's lessons
0: i like how when we started this podcast we were super excited when like we we're like man we both came to the same lessons without even talking about it because josh and i do not talk about the the Wombo lesson mm-hmm. we talk about small lessons sometimes but we never talk about the Wombo lesson and we just when we match, it used to be like a thing of joy. Yeah. And now we're just trying it's to a fight now. each other.
1: Yeah. I think it was just that one group episode we had where I did match with one person and the energy has just con- gone downhill from there.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've strayed so far from the love that we started this podcast with. Oh, well. Oh, well, 2020. Embrace it. New year. Yeah. <laughs> New year. Leaned into it. So what do you got? No, I'm not
1: going first. You go first. <laughs>
0: All right. I'll steal it. Mine was very straightforward uh because I think it encapsulates exactly the way SpongeBob and Patrick are. And instead of be yourself, which I think is such like a I don't like it, I like do things your way. Cause there's something about like there's a difference between being yourself and doing things the way you want to do. Right. Yeah. So I feel like if you have the confidence in your choice, then you can be happy with like the path path you're taking. And it's a lot it's a lot more active than like just be yourself. Cause I feel like it's so passive to just be like, yeah, I'm just I'm just being me. No, it's just like if you're tackling a problem, you tackle it the way that you want to do it. Cause in the end, SpongeBob, that's how he did it. He tackled it by not because of Mindy's magical mustaches, not because of like, you know, any other external things with Patrick or whatever. It was literally Spongebob being like. I'm a goofy goober and then shooting the shit out of everyone yeah. with,
1: with laser beams. What I like about that is just like, it's a lot about trusting yourself, you know? And I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, we like, we lose sight of like how well, like how smart we are, or how well-skilled people we are as people. And sometimes we just like don't have the confidence to follow through with that. And I think what's important is like what you're saying, like doing it your way, you have the ability to do it and you should trust yourself. and. I think that's like a really cool way to swing and into what, that.
0: Well, the way I like about it is just like there are people who do things the wrong way, but it's their way, and sometimes those people are happier. Yeah. Like there's there's been people where I'm like I would, I would not have done it that way, and yeah, maybe it. They had to learn a hard lesson out of it, but they they were happy and they didn't regret the choice most of the time. I mean, there there are things
1: that you you fuck
0: up, but whatever you know still got something
1: out of it like they got an alerting experience and that's important for them and that's important for their own growth you know yeah yeah what do you got josh uh i think this one goes a little bit it goes with well with yours um and it kind of like goes well with the whole like it being a new year kind of thing um is that uh society's preconceived notions of like what's right and wrong um aren't always like what's best and what is good for you know for you as a self and for like people like What we think is what we should be doing with our career or with our lives or who we should be with our identity and stuff, you know, isn't what society has to tell us all the time or what we've been taught from our parents, what they were taught from their parents, you know. And so this is what I see with this episode is just like they are being told, like, you got to be a man, you got to grow up, you got to like basically like grow some balls and like be an adult Mm -hmm. And in the end, it's like, that wasn't what was important. You know, what was important is just that them coming into their own and understanding like that was their own power, you know? And so this is like when society tells you, you have to be one way. That's not always true. You know, if that was true, like, I don't think there'd be that many artists out there. I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'd be doing if I was being told like.
0: Yeah, you'd be doing, I don't know, I'd be a doctor, or something. doctor,
1: lawyer, some like sunk it you know that's making a lot more money than what i'm doing now but like still it's just that i feel like i went down a path and I'm learning from it and i'm becoming a my own person because of those choices you know
0: yeah and then like sometimes you don't fit into what other people want you to be
1: yeah you know
0: like it's not always just like oh it's the wrong choice it's sometimes it's just not the right choice for you
1: yeah and if you're like and it's and there's nothing to be scared about it you know i think that's like again it's a new decade new year go ahead try something different be something however however you want to be even if society says that isn't great unless you're like a racist or hateful then maybe you should not do that
0: yeah go and die (laughs) (laughs) anyways um yeah and if you're listening to this not at the beginning of of the new year like when we put this out just i don't know
1: just start tomorrow or in the next 10 seconds it's never a bad time to change
0: yeah it's never too late <laughs> all right so i want to thank you all for listening to this like brand new episode um we're gonna hop into season four next uh week we're gonna start on back our normal schedule and we would really love your support because josh and i are you know we're jumping into a season that is controversial for a lot of people yeah. And this is like the season a lot of people our age fell off. And the way Josh and I have always talked about this podcast is, we're gonna do this podcast until we we hate doing it. Yeah. And if we hate doing it, then maybe we'll stop there. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. This but is I think in the equivalent of this movie,
1: it's like us crossing the county line, like we're not knowing it's hey. gonna happen.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna let it be. Maybe we'll get robbed. Maybe we'll find our our paddy wagon again. I don't Who knows? know. Maybe we'll grow Maybe some we'll mustaches. Grow mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things like uh, we just want you and all your friends along for the ride. So if you want to send us any comments or suggestions for the new season um, or any episodes that we should watch out for, I know Gary Come Home has been on my little brother's list for me to watch for a long time. And I think I've only watched it like, I, like once, but not enough to remember it. Um, just let me know. And let Josh know. And you can let us know at ismeanaspodcast.com or you can email us at ismeanasapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also be sure to share with your friends and your enemies. You can share using Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify.
1: Yeah. It should be an exciting uh season, I think, overall. So I'm excited for you guys to come along with us on this journey.
0: Yeah, yeah I really I really think that these episodes aren't going to be as bad as people said they are. I think it's going to be one of those things that they were used to something and they're afraid of change. Yeah, it's going to be... And I don't think you and I are are afraid of change, Josh. I think we're we're Embracing, embracing it, it, And we're going to yeah. see how we do.
1: I just, yeah. And it'll be cool to go into something with, like... I've gone in the last three seasons with a big, like, nostalgic, like, glasses, rose-colored glasses on. So to go into something new, I'm hoping we pick up some, like, other, like, more lessons or something like that, you know? Some different... Things that Spongebob can offer us that isn't so based in my childhood.
0: Yeah, and comparing it to the old season, like not in a negative light, but I'm seeing in again, like a, a more productive light. Exactly. Hopefully. I think we should start working on recreating that TikTok. Oh
1: yeah. Start the slapping. Start now yeah, so we right. can master it by the time we actually have to perform for people.
0: Alright, here here here
1: I go. Oh. Oh yeah. You got this. Oh. Oh damn. go on one more oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah you. <laughs>